Hi, before this episode starts, this is just a quick PSA that it contains some explicit language, which we don't normally do, and also some talk about mental health, and also some discussions about butts. So I I just wanted to let you know. This is Under Understood. Hey, everybody. Hi, Billy. Hey, Hey, Billy. Welcome back. We're back. Oh, Yay. Wow. We're back after a very long hiatus. Uh, we're glad everyone is here with us. And because we've been away so long, we have uh, a very a very full inbox of <laughs> questions from listeners. So how about we just answer a question? Okay. All right. This is from listener Zeke. And the title of the email is Laffy Taffy. Zeke says, I'm a big fan of your show and have listened to both Under and Over Understood quite a bit since I found them. It made me start wondering about everyday things I see. And while they're usually easily Googleable, this one wasn't. This sounds like our, our wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> I got to wondering about the jokes on Laffy Taffy rappers. Mm-hmm. And specifically how they decide which ones go on and who is in charge of reading and choosing jokes. Is this like bazooka gum where there's a thing inside with jokes? Yes. I'm familiar with the candy, but I didn't I didn't know there were jokes. I didn't know either, yeah. I actually have four pieces of Laffy Taffy in front of me. <laughs> they have jokes on them. They each have, at least the ones I have, which are kind of like the small ones, each have two jokes on them. Do you want to hear some jokes? Yes. Okay. What type of check has no money? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, spell check. Uh, what can you serve but not eat? A subpoena. <laughs> it's true. A tennis ball. Mine was right, too. The subpoena works, though. Yes. So, <laughs> Zeke continues the email by saying, Is it an intern thing or is it someone's full time job to write Laffy Taffy rappers? I would really like to know. Thank you, Zeke. There are actually some partial answers that you can find with just Googling. The first thing I found online was a Reddit thread. And this is a Reddit thread on r slash funny. And the caption is, Laffy Taffy jokes are getting kind of depressing. Uh Uh-oh. And it's a link to an image. I'll link you all to the image here. Do you want us to read this? Yeah, someone want to read this for me? I'll read it. Benji M., Charlotte, North Carolina. What kind of tea is sometimes hard to swallow? Oh, wow. The the answer is reality. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Wait, so Benji M., Charlotte, North Carolina. So their user submitted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so presumably this was submitted by someone. Um, and in the comments on that Reddit thread, a user named come for to num one said, ha 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 ha. That's my joke. <laughs> no shit. I sent that in to Laffy Taffy almost 20 years ago. What? Won a, con- <laughs> won a contest with it too. Then he says, yay, I am mildly internet famous. He went on shortly after that to submit his own thread to r slash funny captioned, 
I'm the writer of the infamous Laffy Taffy joke number 231, now known as the most depressing Laffy Taffy joke. Wow. Um, and it's the same picture. But uh, in the comments, user Sharky Rar says, is there any sort of proof you have? Because I really hope this is true. Mm. And the OP responds, I have a picture of me with Gary Coleman. It seems unrelated. <laughs> I won a contest with this joke. Got to meet a bunch of people. Bob Saget was an asshole. Also not proof. <laughs> All of these seem like unrelated thoughts, but okay. <laughs> so, so then someone responds, let's see it then. Everyone knows Saget's a prick. That's nothing that needs to be proven. <laughs> Uh, and then the and then the OP responds with this image which I'll share with you now well it's I'm sorry what the the six pixels that make up this photo might be Gary Coleman there's nothing related to Laffy Taffy or the joke there's nothing yeah so to describe this photo it's a it's a young man (laughs) with someone else signing a paper it could be gary coleman it's hard to tell it's a very poorly lit photo yeah very low quality photo but this got me wondering about the contest that the person on reddit mentioned it was unclear if that was a laffy taffy contest they're talking about but if it is is that a thing their contest would have been almost three decades ago if there really are these laffy taffy joke competitions do they still exist So I did a little Googling around those kind of keywords, and I found this from 2018. It's a Thrillist article, and the title is Laffy Taffy is having a joke contest for $10,000. Ooh. And the title, Chief Laugh Officer. Full-time job, CLO. Spelled L-A-F-F, I imagine? No, actually spelled like the word laugh. Laugh, not their proprietary. <laughs> That's a huge bummer. <laughs> spelling of Laffy. Otherwise, it wouldn't translate on LinkedIn. You know, you got to be able sure. to get another job. Yeah, it's a True. position. Yeah. Laffy Taffy is searching for a chief laugh officer via a nationwide contest. And if you win, you'll get to call yourself chief laugh officer, be the proud owner of $10,000, and have the chance to collaborate <laughs> on jokes to appear on Candy's wrappers. This was 2018? Yeah. And they're giving you $10,000 for a C-suite title. It seems kind of low. Yeah, it seems a little low. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it continues. To enter, submit a 60 to 90 second clip of you doing comedy and three Laffy Taffy jokes on the Laffy Taffy website. The public will vote to pick three (laughs) finalists. What? And as a real hit at family reunions, you're a shoo-in. What? And as a real hit at family reunions, you're a shoe in Okay. It's just some encouraging words they're mixing in here. <laughs> when you're chosen as one of the lucky three, you'll be flown out to Los Angeles to perform at the Laugh Factory for a special event hosted by none other than Nick Cannon. Oh, my God. Oh, I was really hoping it would be Gary Coleman. <laughs> uh, well, that would be yeah. difficult. Right, right. He's not alive anymore. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> by none other than Nick Cannon whose own jokes are currently on Laffy Taffy wrappers as part of the promotion. Whoa. Oh. At the end of the show, the Laugh Factory and Laffy Taffy will pick the chief laugh officer. Yo, what's up, y'all? Nick Cannon here. Now, let me ask you a question. What sport involves the most chewing? 
a gumball. <laughs> See, I, I got them all day. Matter of fact, you know what? My team at Laffy Taffy hooked me up with the opportunity to come up with the funniest jokes ever that's going to be in the new Laffy Taffy candy. And they gave me the task of finding the first time ever chief laugh officer. Yes. Anyway, I was wondering about this contest and what, like, what eventually happened. And I found the press release announcing the winner. So here from Business Wire. Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last night, Laffy Taffy named Richard Bowen its first ever chief laugh officer, awarding him a cash prize of $10,000 and the opportunity to collaborate with the brand on creating iconic jokes listed on every wrapper. To search for a winner, Laffy Taffy partnered with entrepreneur and artist Nick Cannon to host a night at the world-famous Laugh Factory and honor the brand's long-standing heritage in comedy. After reviewing nearly 100 submissions... <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you laughing because that's low? It's very low. Aww. After reviewing nearly 100 submissions from across the country, Laffy Taffy and fans selected Richard Bowen, Joanna Goslin, and Talib Bab as the three finalists. All were flown with their guests to Los Angeles to perform center stage with other comedians at the world-famous Hollywood Laugh Factory to compete for the title. These contests suck so much. Can you do free work for us? <clears throat> the press release continues. We're so happy to name Richard our first ever chief laugh officer, said Juan Pablo Herrera, marketing associate Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy has always been a brand that focuses on laughter and comedy. So we're thrilled to partner with Nick Cannon and all of the comedians to celebrate <laughs> comedy with a fresh approach. So Zeke's question here was... Where do these jokes come from? Is it an intern or is someone actually have the full-time position of being in charge of this stuff? And it would seem that if you were going to name someone chief laugh officer, that would be who's in charge. But this guy, Richard Bowen, who apparently is the chief laugh officer, is nowhere to be found now. There's not much posted about him after he had won this competition and he seems to have deleted his social media. So... My question is, who's actually calling the shots? Who's actually writing the jokes? And I think the first order of business is finding the chief laugh officer. listeners, this is Adrian. We're really happy to be back from break, but in a way, we never left. We've actually been releasing episodes every week on our Patreon. Our bonus show there is called Overunderstood, and you can subscribe to it and get it in your podcast app. We're switching the schedule for the main show, so it will be coming out every two weeks. And if you miss the sound of our voices, you can subscribe for $5 a month and get access to Overunderstood and our Patreon. Sometimes we do live shows. They're fun. We have over 50 episodes there already, so there's plenty of stuff for you to listen to if you have a long car ride or you're doing an intense workout. We talk about stuff that's very typical underunderstood fare, like um, who invented Skittles? Why is it so hard to figure that out? A lost 
animatronic band from Kansas City, and other stuff like what to do if you see a city bus flashing a sign that says call 911. We've also aired clips from interviews that got cut for time and talked about extra stuff that couldn't make it into the main episodes. And you can hang out in Discord with us and other fans of the show. $5 a month, patreon.com slash underunderstood. It's easy and you can support the show. Thank you so much. Hello. Hey. Hey, Billy. Hey. We're back. And I have great news right off the bat. Ooh. I found Richard Bowen, the chief laugh officer. Ooh. No. Hello. Hi, Richard. Hey, Billy. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Yeah, no problem. You were kind of hard to find. Yeah, how did how did you find me? <laughs> I here's my uh, journalism secret. I literally just guessed your email address. <laughs> Why is this person who is a comedian trying to hide? Don't most aren't most comedians just constantly looking for attention? Well, yeah, and he did have a much more of a social presence at one point. He had a Instagram that he was trying to make popular. But I, I think that's a misconception about people who are comedians, at least with him. He didn't necessarily want attention. He is not a super social guy. It seems what really drew him to comedy was simply the jokes. I remember being a kid and hearing jokes. I thought that jokes came from like God or something. I'm like, there's no way that like a person came up with this. Like, this is just too good, you know? But as he got older, obviously he realized that jokes don't come from God necessarily. They, they come from people, you know, they come from comedians. I was a huge Mitch Hedberg fan. I, I, re- I heard some interview with him and they were like, oh, like, what advice do you give to comics? And he said, write down anything funny that comes to your head. Don't be lazy. Write it down. Don't be lazy. And so I just started doing that. So Richard bought a notebook from the drugstore and he quickly filled it up. So he got another notebook and then he got another. And writing in these notebooks became like a daily practice for him. And he sort of became obsessed with it. It was something he needed to be able to do all of the time. I'm a carpenter. I built a house in Vermont. And if it wasn't really feasible to like get my notebook out and write something down, like I like wrote some jokes just on the sheathing of the house. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like on my lunch break, I would walk around the house and like look up and read the idea (laughs) or whatever and then transfer it into my notebook. But this passion for jokes, he never really had a clear pathway for turning it into a job. He never really lived in a city where there was a big market for comedy. He grew up in Alaska and in rural Vermont. You know, he's he's just he's a skateboarder who is working odd carpentry jobs for money. I mean, being a carpenter is just awesome. Sorry. Yeah, it's such a cool job. Like I really need more friends who are carpenters. I have a couple and it's like I feel like I hit them up too much. Yeah, he's really laying down the framework to imply that he's Jesus, right? He's like, well, I'm a comedian. I think jokes come from God. Also, I'm a carpenter. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember the part in the Bible where Jesus is a skateboarder, but like, I can see it. I can totally see it. Yeah. Anyway, there was no stand-up scene uh, where he lived most of his life, but he really tried to do stand-up regardless. What's up, Vermont Comedy Club? He would just do stand-up wherever he could. 
He would do it for little kids' birthday parties. He would do it at prisons. He would do it at skateboarding events. Um, And he would do it on construction sites full of construction workers in full construction gear while they were all on their lunch breaks. Maybe for obvious reasons, none of that gained a ton of traction until someone from the skateboard industry who followed him on Instagram sent him a link to a Laffy Taffy joke writing competition of all things. And as soon as I read it, I was like, I can, I was like, I definitely could win this. Like I just had that (laughs) feeling, you know, right. And I was like, I should definitely do this because I could definitely win. But by the time Richard got serious about the competition, he looked at the deadline and realized, oh, it's only like 46 hours away. So he basically just had to sprint through getting stuff ready. But as he started to look around at what other people were submitting, he only felt more confident. How did he know? Oh, these were open submissions? Yeah, it was just a website where... Basically, it seemed like there was no moderation at all. Oh. Anyone could go to and upload their submission. What year was this again? 2018, long after uh, God invented internet moderation tools. <laughs> Dude, there was a guy on there. His The whole clip was like him talking about like eating ass or whatever. <laughs> and, and I was just like, is this like a joke? Like, you know? <laughs> But yeah, he said there was basically like no moderation tools and anyone could record a video and submit it. I watched most of the videos that were submitted and there were only like 25% of the submissions that met all the criteria. So yeah, so of course he was selected as one of the three finalists. And each finalist was sent on an all expenses paid trip to LA for themselves and one other person. Once they got there, they were tasked with performing in front of an audience and a panel of judges to be appointed Laffy Taffy's first ever chief laugh officer. Yeah, you had to do four minutes at the, which one was it? Not the good one. (laughs) The Laugh Factory? Yes, the Laugh Factory. Yes, not the the cool one, the Laugh Factory. (laughs) The studio? No, what's it called? The comedy? The comedy store? The comedy store, yeah. It wasn't at the comedy because I had never, I'd been to LA a few times and I had gone and watched stuff at the comedy store. And then it's funny, like I never even noticed the Laugh Factory really, but <laughs> I feel like it. It's like a totally different vibe in there. <laughs> so, venue vibe aside, the vibes in general were weird, at least to Richard. He quickly started to notice that everything had sort of a bit of a fake facade to it they're like okay like you gotta like arrive for dress rehearsal at such and such a time and then we'll take you out to lunch and then and then you can like go back to your hotel for a while and then you need to be back at the last factory by seven o'clock and we're gonna have a cocktail hour before the show so you can like mingle with everybody and so like i go to that and it wasn't even open bar (laughs) <laughs> like, I, like, went to get a drink, and they're like, do you want to open a tab? And I was like, oh, I'm, like, on the show. And they're like, yeah, do you want to open a tab? And I was like, nah, like, I, like, didn't get anything. And then, like, Nick comes in. He's like, the, that's the first time I've ever been, like, around a celebrity where it was, like, at the same event or, like, I'm part of the event or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So he comes in and he has like a stylist and like he has like an entourage with him, you know. And he <laughs> yeah. just like couldn't talk to him, you know. Like he didn't talk huh. to anyone. He just like he like went through the party and then he like went to some like booth or whatever and then that was it. And then like we didn't get to like meet him before or anything. It was like right before, like right before they were about to start the show. I really couldn't tell you a single thing that he said because at that point I obviously was like super super nervous. Yeah. So then you won, right? So what was that like? Yeah, but then I, I fucking won, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard gets on stage and he immediately starts doing really well. You know, one time I went to a drive-in movie and it was so bad I walked out. <laughs> Pixar, why'd you call it Finding Nemo? Way to ruin the ending. Right? <laughs> call it looking for Nemo. <laughs> or desperately seeking Nemo. <laughs> or Nemo! Where'd you go? <laughs> it was like... It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right? But this was the perfect venue. It was like Richard had finally found the audience for his brand of comedy. He's doing clean, punchline-driven jokes, and the audience is eating it up. It's cool. I was walking out, and I saw, saw a car with a Transformers bumper sticker. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> but then they put the top down, and I was like, okay. <laughs> up to this point, everything about this competition felt a little bit off. But in this moment... In this set, almost everything was perfect. Kind of right in the middle of the set, I did this like rhymy, laffy taffy joke. Why did Donald Duck bug Bugs Bunny for some money? Because <laughs> he wanted to go halfsies with Daffy on some laffy taffy. Dude, and they fucking, oh man, they blew, oh, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like some eight mile shit, you know, like. Right. <laughs> I never said that out loud before. <laughs> they loved it, and it was just shit like that. It was like, it, I just, I kind of really had like, I had been really working towards something like that without really thinking about it. And then when that opportunity, what do they say? Like, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity or something like that. Luck like, is, yeah. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And it, and it, and it fucking, it works. I'd always had that focus of like, I gotta, I want to always be writing clean stuff, not as like a chore, but like something I was excited about. And so there it was like. It, it just worked. So obviously you know where this is going, right? He became an employee of Laffy Taffy. <laughs> well, he won, uh, and he is now chief laugh officer. Wait, he still is. Yeah, is still? Well, uh, uh, maybe. So for winning, the, the prize was... Uh, just $10,000. I shouldn't say just $10,000, but I, I mean, I say just $10,000 because they, they sort of build it as like you would win $10,000 and you would get to write jokes for the, for Laffy Taffy. Right. And obviously I was like really stoked to win $10,000. That was really cool. But I was really excited to be a right, you know, to have like a writing job, even if it was like, I would just send him 10 jokes a month or something. 
So yeah, they build it as like you will get this title of chief laugh officer. So what was ultimately the deal with that? Like, is that is that a real title that you held or hold currently? No, no, and that's a, yeah, and that's what I asked specifically at the dress rehearsal. So I and I was like, okay, so what is that like? Is it going to be a writing job? Like, what is actually going to happen with that? And they were like. They were like, oh, well, uh, if you if you are to win, uh, you're basically going to, um, let's see, you would, you're going to win the opportunity to uh, work with the brand to possibly create some jokes for the brand or, you know, and these, they just, I don't know, they, they were just super vague. And I remember like the three of us looking at each other and just being like, okay, like that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Him and the two other... The two other finalists, yeah. Yeah. And he said at that point, like, he wasn't going to back out, but I think he got a lot more suspicious of what was actually going to result from this. Richard didn't really have any money to his name. You know, he didn't have any savings. And $10,000 was really great. Like, it was a really good thing for him, but it quickly went away. You know, he paid the taxes on it and he used the rest to tour doing comedy out of his van and trying to visit all of the states that he hadn't done stand-up in yet. But he would still regularly check in with the folks at Laffy Taffy about this chief laugh officer role. And usually he would get some kind of vague promise that wouldn't pan out and would be followed up with an even less satisfying, vague promise. You know, I emailed whoever my contact was, and they were like, oh, we're not sure. And then they emailed me again, and they were like, we're thinking that maybe next year you would write jokes for our social media page. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, that sounds great. Like, let me know. And yeah, they were like, well, are you doing any shows soon? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I do shows all the time. Like, what's up? And they're like, well, can we send you some Laffy Taffy to like hand out at your shows? <laughs> and okay. I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's up with the job? And they were like, oh, we've decided not to go forward with that next quarter or something like that. And I just was like, okay, well, don't, I'm not just going to hand out your candy. Like, what? You do realize that. 90% of the shows I do, there's like eight people there. Right, like you start giving them candy. How is that going to look? How's that going to look for either of us? Like, hey, thanks for coming to the show tonight. Like, hey, who wants some Laffy Taffy? Like, oh <laughs> From your standpoint, is, is the title Chief Laugh Officer even real? No, hell no. They even give you anything that says like chief laugh officer on it. I mean, I got a, they gave me a trophy. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, act, it actually is a pretty cool trophy. You could see f- photos of him with it. <laughs> oh, the absurdity. So he said it's like, they wouldn't even give him an unwatermarked version of the photo. And he like looked into the licensing and it was like oh my hundreds god. of dollars. Oh my God. If he wanted to be able to like show a festival, like, Hey, here's a photo of me and Nick Cannon holding a trophy. I can't believe Laffy Taffy found someone so perfect. Right. And didn't seize it. Yeah. 
it really was like a big disappointment for the my home club and like all my all my comedy buddies and shit like everyone was pretty bummed you know because i told people and they're like what like you don't get to write the jokes and i'm like no and they're like but aren't you but you're like the chief laugh officer so what do you do and i'm like no i don't do any like it's nothing and they'd be like what and i'm like yeah i know it sucks I'm bummed too. So Richard ended up moving to Seattle because he figured of all of the cities with any sort of comedy scene, it was maybe the one that he could afford. He said that he lives in a warehouse with a bunch of other skaters. But eventually he realized things with stand-up just weren't working anymore. And I just wasn't really making any progress here. And I just got, I was already super burnt out from traveling. That kind of like exacerbated some mental health issues that I've always had an issue with. And I like checked myself into the hospital in like February of 2020 mm-hmm. to, to, really try to be a comedian it's like it is so the ups and downs are so intense and i yeah and i really wasn't doing well so i went to the hospital and then i started taking medication and that really helped and then covid hit and then i it just was like it really was like a huge relief for me because i just i literally couldn't do comedy even if i wanted to Richard Bowen, the first ever chief laugh officer, quit. He quit comedy. (laughs) He stopped writing in his notebooks. He started focusing on carpentry and slowly his health and his well-being. So yeah, now I just, I just have been having like a pretty normal life. Just like, like I said, just doing carpentry and I, I get to do some creative like skate park projects on the side and I started building a tiny house a couple months ago and yeah would you say you generally feel better now do you feel healthier yeah definitely i'm like the yeah this is the most stable i've been i've never i've never worked full time for this long in my life so that's cool it's like i have money all the time i can buy tools and i don't know pay my rent and go out to eat but but you know before that it was like it just always was a more of a struggle than it had to be. Yeah. Okay, so they threw away this person who was obviously perfect for writing their jokes. What is their system for getting jokes? Like, how are they sourcing? Who is actually writing these lame jokes that are on the rappers now? Well, the lore around these jokes is more or less that they come from regular people. So this is UGC, user-generated content. That's their current model. Like, of course, like every company, they're like, why would we pay someone who is brilliant when we could just have randos write our jokes for us and who cares? I think so. I mean, that seems to be the consensus, just, you know, talking to people on the street about it. But Mm -hmm. there there doesn't seem to be any clear infrastructure for submitting jokes. There's there's nothing on the rappers about it and there's nothing on the Laffy Taffy website about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a general inquiries phone number for Ferrara Candy, the mm. company that now owns and distributes Laffy Taffy. So I had uh, an inquiry, generally speaking. <laughs> so I decided to give them a call. Thank you for calling Ferrara. 
the home for Laffy Taffy, Lemonheads, Now and Later, Red Hots, and so many more. Please hold for the next available representative. Your call may be monitored or recorded. Oh, thank you for calling. The name is Brittany, and who am I speaking with today? Hi, this is Billy. How are you? Wonderful, Billy. How are you? Good. I have a, a, a slightly strange question. Um, okay. I'm wondering if there is currently a way to submit jokes for Laffy Taffy rappers. What if she was like, tell me the joke? Sure. So you can go ahead and let me know the joke, and then I can go ahead and submit it <gasps> if you'd like. What? That's what she did. I was did. joking. I was no. joking. Oh, I can submit jokes over the phone? That is correct. Oh, wow. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Now you have to say a joke. Fancy, fancy. You know, we're getting new age now. Yeah, I wasn't expected to be put on the spot like that. I don't know if my material is quite ready. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. Well, well I might... Well, you can do it now if you'd like. You can always call back with your jokes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's a relief. Um, <laughs> anyone can submit jokes to be on Laffy Taffy. It used to be a P.O. box, and now... You can call them and tell them a joke, um, or there's an email address. We'll put those in the show notes. You just call them. <laughs> You're like, "Hey, I got a good one." It's like 3 a.m. Well, yeah. I mean, I just called them, and they were like, "Shoot your shot, kid." <laughs> okay, funny boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you got. But then I also called back again later because I wanted to ask them directly, like, who is responsible for the jokes? How did the jokes end up on the wrapper? Like, who? Who's responsible for that? Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling Ferrara, the home for Laffy Taffy, Lemonheads. The very nice person that I talked to on the phone told me that the jokes come from normal people. They come from consumers. They are actually jokes that people submit. And I clarified, no, I'm aware that you can submit jokes and those jokes can end up on the wrappers. But how is it actually decided what jokes are printed? And that was a question where she had to actually check in with someone else to be able to get back to me with the definitive answer. Um, I'm going to have to reach out for that one. But the answer is sort of predictably boring. Okay, so it's marketing that basically decides who, you know, what jokes get put on the wrappers. Mm, Frank in marketing. Even even this person sounds disappointed in the answer. Yeah, they're like, it's, it's marketing. You're not in good hands. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame. Like, like no one's going to shake up the Laffy Taffy joke game on the marketing team. Uh, like, surely they have bigger things to worry about. And meanwhile, like you said, over here is Richard. Qualified. He's vetted. He's ready to help take Laffy Taffy jokes to the next level. I'd love to dust off the stack of notebooks and dig back through them and send some stuff out there. I mean, I yeah, because I still think about it all the time, and I know I know people take breaks from shit all the time, and I still have all my notebooks. Like I said, Richard stopped writing in his notebooks, but he didn't stop writing jokes. Him and his friend Max, Max is actually the one he brought to L.A. with him. Richard and Max still text each other one-liners they've come up with all the time. I actually just thought of one. I thought of one the other day. It's like, okay, I got this, uh, I got a new bed. Uh Uh, And it's like, it's like, it looks like a car, you know? Have you seen those beds that look like a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, a comfortable. (laughs) That's good. 
Hell yeah. I fucking love it, man. I feel like you're falling back in love with the idea of comedy in real time. Yeah, yeah. And man, like, and to do it to a whole room full of people is like, it's just insane. God, it's like, oh man, it's such a good time. Uh, Yeah, maybe we need to find a better candy for you to write jokes on. Well, for a minute there, I was thinking of like trying to shop it out to some dispensaries. Oh, that's smart. Because there's, yeah, I mean, there's so much, there's so much legal weed out on the West Coast. Like, I feel like dispensaries would like, uh, would eat it up, you know. <laughs> you know, sometimes I tell people I want to do this for a living, and they laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> I do think I can do it though, because. You know, the worst part about stand-up comedy is bombing. And uh, the only thing worse than bombing is every job I've ever had, right? It seems that even though he was never paid full-time to write one-liners, joke writing is the one job that Richard can never really, truly quit. So... If there are any weed dispensaries out there that have room on their payroll for a chief laugh officer, hit us up. I think I know the perfect candidate, and I I can save you the trouble of having to guess their email address. Under Understood is Billy Disney, Regina DeLay, John Lagomarsino, and me, Adrian Jeffries. If you've got a question the internet can't answer, we want to hear it. Email us at hello at underunderstood.com and it may wind up on the show. The four of us make this show in our spare time. And if you want to support what we're doing, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash underunderstood. $5 will get you access to our bonus show, Over Understood, that we do every week. There are over 50 of those there currently for you to listen to. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with a brand new episode in two weeks. You can you can take the chief laugh from the officer, but you can't take you can take the office you can take the officer from good. the chief oh. laugh. They should print this on the laugh. But you happy. can't take the laugh from the chief mm-hmm. officer. What if you did it like you can take the C out of the CLO, but you can't take the L out of the CLO? Yeah, you can take the C out of the LLO, but you can't. But the, take the, the L is always going to be there. Something like that. It's such a privilege to watch the masters at work. You can take the C, <laughs> you can take the C out of the CLO, but you can't take the LOL out of Richard <laughs> Bo <laughs> Wynn. <laughs> Wow, he has no L's in his name.